talking about how Ichabod can happen to a nation and a church. Ichabod means the glory of God is gone. That's what Phinehas' wife named their son when Israel lost the great battle to the Philistines and the Ark of the Covenant, which was the symbol of God's presence, was taken by the enemy. And when she gave birth to her son, when she realized that, and, and as she, when, after she heard her husband had been killed in the battle and the ark taken, and she named him Ichabod, which means the glory is gone, symbolizing what a terrible day it was. When David was king, he was a man after God's own heart, but in his middle years, he saw a beautiful woman named Bathsheba and committed adultery with her. He rationalized his sin, believing that he was okay, until the prophet of God told him, you're the man who's destroying the nation. And David began to realize the glory of God was no longer upon his life, and he prayed, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, and he confessed his sins and got right with God. Many of us may not realize it, but we may need to do the same thing. And there's a, there's a real need for restoration. No, there's nobody living who doesn't sometimes lose the glory of God's presence. We don't lose that glory uh, because <clears throat> we don't lose his presence, but we lose the glory. We need to restore the glory. That's why Psalm 23.3, the psalmist says he restores my soul. There are times when he does it and David could write that. I think that he wrote that as an old man and he looked back and he saw in his own life how he needed desperately to have restoration. He needed God to step into his life in a fresh new way. In Psalm 51:12, which is the recorded testimony of his confession, in that testimony he says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. He hadn't lost his salvation, but because of his impurity he had lost the joy of his salvation. There was no joy in it. And in Psalm 85, Six, the scripture says, Lord, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? David in Psalm 23 was talking about the Lord as his shepherd, and he used us, he used sheep as a picture of us, and God as the shepherd. The more prosperous a sheep is, the more vulnerable he becomes to what a shepherd would call to be a cast sheep, C A S T, cast. To be cast for a sheep means death unless the shepherd is able to intervene. What is a cast sheep? A sheep becomes cast in its efforts to become comfortable. A sheep that has a lot of wool on it with a heavy full coat and perhaps is maybe pregnant with a lamb will often look for a comfortable place to lie down. In the process of becoming comfortable, that sheep will in, in turn find such fashion a place and, and get off the ground and all four of the legs will suddenly come off the ground. At that point, because of the heavy wool and the pregnancy, that sheep is, is unable to get back up to an upright position. And the problem is because it is so overbalanced with wool and pregnancy, it's difficult for it to stand up. At first, the sheep will struggle to right itself, but it won't happen. They won't be able to do it. And it will begin dying the very moment its feet stick up in the air because the circulation of blood will begin to flow to its feet and death could occur within a few hours or a few days depending on the weather conditions. Now, only the shepherd can restore the sheep. See, there's a picture of a desperate sheep. He can't help himself. 
And that's a picture of a careless believer who begins to quit reading his Bible and praying and trusting God like he should. And we can correct the situation, not by something we can do, but something God can do as we depend on him and ask for forgiveness. Now, we must respond to God's demands. God said to the church at Ephesus, remember, remember, remember what, how it used to be. Remember when you first trusted me and you started walking with me and remember how every day was special and every day was glorious as you depended on me and as you experienced my presence and my power in your lives. Remember that? Remember how it made such a difference? Oh, Henry is a writer of short stories in the past, was a writer of short stories. And he tells about a young boy who grew up in a village and went to school there and often sat by a girl who was so clean and fresh and innocent and sweet. Later on, the young man went to the city and got into bad company, and he became a pickpocket and a sneak thief. He was on the street one day, and he had just picked a pocket, and he was feeling pretty good about it. He was pretty pleased with himself, and suddenly he saw someone coming down the street who looked familiar. It was the girl that he had sat by in the little village school. She was still the same fresh, innocent, sweet young lady. She did not see him. Suddenly he remembered what he had been and realized what he was now. He leaned against the post and cried, God, how I hate myself. He was remembering from whence he had fallen. And it's, it's important for us to remember William Cooper once, Cowper once wrote a song that included these words, Where is the blessedness I knew when first I saw the Lord? Where is the soul-refreshing view of Jesus and his word? We're to remember, remember back how it used to be. And then we're also, God tells the church at Ephesus, repent or else. He says, repent or else you'll never be used. Repent or else your life will be a waste. Repent or else as a Christian you'll never make a difference. You'll never enjoy the fullness of the Spirit. You'll never really walk with me. You'll never have a part in helping others come to Christ. You'll come to the end of your life and see that you really didn't make much difference. See, it means to quit blaming others and quit making excuses for our behavior. It means that we acknowledge that even though we're saved and have been born again, we're totally out of fellowship with God. When we confess our sins and ask him to forgive us, that means we return to our first love. We return to the Bible. We return to the church. We return to a close walk with God. We return to make Jesus number one in our lives. And if we do that, then that's what makes a difference as we glorify him in everything we do. For every one of us who are listening are talking today, me included, we're either kabod experiencing kabod the glory of god our ichabod the glory has gone which is it for you if you're not a believer of course you don't have the glory of god and you need to trust christ to come into your life so you can become a believer but if you are a believer and you know christ and you don't sense your closeness to him anymore and it's not just a feeling you know that there are things in your life that are wrong and things that are keeping you from god's best and, and decisions that you're making that are not in accordance with God's purpose and things that you're doing that do not please the Lord. So first, remember when you were right and how much better that was. And second, repent and return to the Lord and you'll begin a new walk with Him that'll be special and you will experience His glory. God bless you. I hope you have a